this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Hello, welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's where we talk about caught films, experimental films, other kinds of films. Hi, it's Matt here. Andrew is here today. Hello. Hi. Hi. Sup. Hi, listeners. Sup. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, we should do the whole podcast that way. <laughs> it would be called a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Pop. Pop. Popca- uh, pop cat that sounds like that sounds like somebody's podcast yeah. it's popeye <laughs> 1980s robert altman film notorious flop um <laughs> i feel like i invited you for a reason but i'm not quite sure why i'm a popeye fan i'm part of the very small cult of popeye uh, movie enjoyers i think this movie's turned a corner and reputation Ah. I feel like people like it more now. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I, I do know that some people claim to enjoy the music more than the film because they're like maybe Harry Nilsson heads. I don't know. I'd go the other way around. I actually found myself not really digging most of the songs and I figured I out the reason. I figured out the reason. Okay. Henry Nilsson writes songs that Henry Nilsson needs to sing. Harry Nilsson. Oh, yeah. Um like Randy Newman to a certain extent too, although obviously he later worked that out. But you know, think of like you know, you got a friend of me. If he's not singing, it just didn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. Especially if you're familiar with that voice. I mean, they both have very distinctive uh, vocals that that you know the sound of their voice goes along well with their phrasing and all of that, and the keys they tend to write the songs in. Um, Harry Nilsson did a, well. There's a great documentary about him, uh, but also. Um, there's a, a child's animated film called the point. Um, and that's another that's full of Harry Nilsson music, but you've got Nilsson singing the songs that time. So maybe the point might be, and it's a, got its own cult. We could at some, at some point <laughs> talk about the point. That's like doing the thing. Yeah. That, that drives me nuts. <laughs> um, so no, I actually, I have like, I'm, I'm not like taking a poop on Henry Nilsson's head. I actually have like not, at this house but these you know japanese like vinyl like copy cd things right i have like five or six of his albums that way like so so sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying like he sucks or anything i'm just saying i feel like maybe maybe his songs don't work so well when he like he needs to have that sort of like you know i've been hired by the cia to walk into laurel canyon you know like s- southern california swarm to his voice oh yeah yeah no i hear you <laughs> and, and, you know a lot of people's issue with Popeye, one of the many reasons why people didn't seem to enjoy it is because they did not enjoy the vocal stylings <laughs> of one Shelley Duvall and one Robin Williams. Now, hold on. One thing I did notice, I feel like, oh, no, no, no. Robin Williams is only replaced at the beginning of the movie. Is that, is that the original voice guy at the beginning doing Popeye? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why he's there. So, yeah, because Bluto does have a ringer doing the singing. So, yeah. Well, Which, Paul o. Smith is... I mean, you, he he may have been a, a football player or something like that. Well, they know. hired him because he's large. 
He's large. <laughs> exactly. Yes. In what way is he large? <laughs> he takes How? large dumps. <laughs> Dump like a man. Dump like a truck. 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 Um. So I, this is not an enviable task on this one to do the mm-hmm. short summary. Oh, I got it. I okay. got it. Take it on. So Popeye is the live action musical version of the classic comic strip character and animated film character Popeye. Was that Max Fleischer? Yeah. Okay. And so this stars Robin Williams as Popeye and uh, Shelley Long as Olive Oil. Ray Walston as Poop Deck Peppy and Paul L. Smith as Bluto. And um, yeah, this is, this is notorious for being a huge bomb. <laughs> and um it, there's a there's a reason why it even existed you know some people ask the question why does this movie even exist um <laughs> there is a, a very hollywood reason why it exists yeah i'll get into that by the way there's uh three people screaming into their phone shelly duvall at the moment <laughs> oh i love shelly <laughs> no you said shelly long <laughs> i did yeah. Okay. Anyway, we've 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 worked, we've worked it out. I know you know who Shelley Duvall is. So, yeah, Shelley Duvall from Troop Beverly Hills and the Money Pit. <laughs> while while she was, <laughs> while she was, while she was, um, you know, um, what's the word I wanted? Thrashing around in the water with the octopus. I was just wondering. I wonder which set was worse, this one or The Shining? <laughs> uh, well, the situation with the the uh i guess octopus. i guess Popeye, i guess i gave you more cocaine on this set so maybe it was more fun sure well i was thinking more of ed wood like grab his arms thrash around look like he's killing you i mean they <laughs> they they were so over budget that they had to start sending people in the crew home and some of the first people to go were the people that operated the monster so they built this really <laughs> great looking thing but in the end it's poor shelly duvall that's having to puppeteer it because you know the effects crew had to go home yeah when we see a poop deck Pappy ship in the water. I'm like, come on, half the budget went to getting this thing afloat and filming it. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> that was the times. That was 1980 for you. Well, they, they say, I mean, you know, movies often like just don't don't plan on filming on water. That's you know one of the mm-hmm. issues with Waterworld, right? <laughs> sure. No, they that's uh that's usually one of the and those movies tend to be, yeah, a lot of ones that tend to be the big bombs are like pirate movies and you know, stuff like I, that. I did read a book recently and um, about Hollywood's notorious flops. Of course, I had a chapter on, on this one. And I, I did name check it in an earlier oral hygiene. But now the name of the book and the writer are like escaping my mind. But yeah, Fine. you know, <laughs> yeah, you saw the behind the scenes, you said. So I, I, I first saw this. Um, now, this is this is a deep Doraville cut, right? But uh, what was the video store before West Coast Video in the same location? It was bigger and better than West Coast. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this is like super old school, like mid eighties, like, you know, video VHS dream. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I do remember excitedly. I, I think I was excited cause you could rent VHS where there'd be like, you could watch like four cartoons in a row, like on your own whim. Right. So I did that. And then, and then, um, Oh, Popeye. And as a kid, I was like, I really like now watching I'm like, oh yeah, this is like the cartoon like or the comic strip like perfectly brought to live action. But when yeah. I was a kid, I couldn't I couldn't make that connect. I think it might be the music. Like uh same with Flash Gordon, because Flash Gordon looks exactly like the comic strip, 
but you had Queen, and it's it's like a kind of a disconnect. I, and I yeah. should, I mean, that one I love the soundtrack. I listen to that one on the train because most of it's you know just kind of trippy out, right? So, right. and then and until you get to flash, right? And that which yep. happens at the beginning and the end. So, <laughs> great intro. No, I I found Popeye disturbing as a kid. I was not a fan of it. I did not like um, the way that they um, did Robin Williams and other people. The, the comic come to life in a, such a literal way where mm-hmm. the people actually looked like the ones. For, uh, yeah. That bothered me. Like, I didn't think that was cool. And, and um, you know, had Dick Tracy been out when I was younger, I would have not, I mean, that would have bothered me too. It's just, it's freaky when, do you ever see that like artists, some, some artists sculpted a Beavis and butthead if they were to be actual flesh and blood. People. Oh yeah. I saw that. That's quite it's disturbing. It's kind of the same thing. It's just, whoa, horrifying all of a sudden. That's, so I, I didn't like it. That's not what bugged me as a kid, actually. Like, um, like I said, somehow maybe because of the music, I couldn't gel it. Like I was like, Ooh, it, didn't, it doesn't seem the same, even though it kind of is. Um, I, I worked out the two things that got me is one, now I'm like, oh my God, from a production standpoint, that's the coolest shot ever where Bluto's pissed and sees him in all in red. Because when yeah. I was a kid, I was like, oh, he just sent them all to hell and it disturbed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if that would have like occurred to me, I would have, yeah, okay. No, see, I'm like, I was like six or seven and I'm like, oh yeah, when I saw that shot, I was like, he just sent them to hell. <laughs> Which isn't the, I don't think that's, I'm maybe the only person who ever saw it that way, you know. I know, so, but see, I'm going to see it that way now for the ever. Every time I see it, I'm going to think that they, they're going to hell. It's yeah. great. And the other thing, and the interesting that this bugged me when I was six or seven, but of course I couldn't put my finger on it, is that they just suddenly get saddled with the kid. There's there's some existential dread, life dread, right? Like they just met, and now they they've already got a kid, which they're excited about. But you know, like even now I'm like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that, that that lets them be able to kind of dodge the whole, like, how are babies made? Oh, Sweet well, what, what's, my, yeah, what's my note on that? Where, where is I got a great note on that. Um, parents. Oh, yeah, Popeye didn't even get his dick wet. Now he's a pappy. <laughs> <laughs> I first yeah, heard that term in Planet Terror. Is, is that where it comes from? I, it can't. I feel, it must I feel be like somewhere. I never... I feel like I never heard that expression before Planet Terror, and I haven't encountered it in anything before Planet Terror. It has to be in some like Vietnam movie or some movie about the fifties. You know, yeah. it just has that sound that kind of it just feels like it's. I mean, that's why it's in Planet Terror, I'm sure. But I, I, yeah, okay, listeners, if if you can cite me something where you hear that obscene obs- expression before Planet Terror, please let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, so yeah, those were the things that disturbed me about it as a kid. Also, it disturbed me that it's kind of long and disjointed, even you know. So, which is cool because it's like a bunch of Fleischer cartoons, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's yeah. cool, but you know, when you're used to watching things with a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you haven't seen a Robert Altman film before, and you're seven years old, it's, it's going <laughs> to be a bit of a uphill climb. <laughs> yeah, I love that it still manages a lot of the Altman isms, you know, um, the overlapping dialogue. And, uh, you know, so a lot of the great wide shots and characters, just the overall look of it, I still feel um, has the look of an Altman movie. Um, it's he in the 70s, he just had a string of really great ones. And um, this pretty much still feels very 70. I mean, 1980 was basically 1970s still. Yeah. So this film, uh, you could fill in some gaps from what I basically 
muster is they went to Malta to basically stay away from the studio and were followed in their airplane by an airplane full of cocaine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the cocaine's the unsung hero of filmmaking in the in that era, you know. And then Robin Williams in 1980 or 79. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he was he wasn't known as a film actor then. He was from TV. Uh, you know, hit hit TV show. And so, um, you know, and, and of course, um, Duvall had worked with Altman before on Nashville and uh, and Three Women, and she was a minor character in something else, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, there was, um, yeah, they actually wanted um, Gilda Radner. I, I could see that too. I mean, I, I think Duvall was a perfect fit here. She, she looks. Says, she she already can't looks look, like olive. As well, I was say, you can't look more, more olive oil than that. Gilda Radner yeah. would have brought too much. Like um, Shelley Duvall, I, I don't know about the actress herself, but she just comes across as like hopelessly naive, right? Which is what olive oil is. Where Gilda Radner comes across as, uh, you know, like like you see a little more intellect uh, running the show, even when she's playing, you know, like uh, the kids on Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh there's a little bit more going on behind what's going on. That's with, one of the uh, reasons Radner. it's shining so so effective, you know. And then Kubrick used you know like exploited that in the worst way possible with the actual person. But <laughs> I know what a horrible story. I would have rather Robin Williams played Jack Torrance. I've always thought that. I think he was not in uh, Kubrick's consideration ever, but um, I think he was. In, he wouldn't in have the, been in 1980. I mean, now you're like. I mean, we've uh, maybe I talked with you or with other people just how, you know, yeah, yeah, it was us talking about how the comic actors can just have more menace. They're the but, dark uh, people, man, you know, and Robin Williams certainly had his share, but yeah, maybe not then, but with enough cocaine, who knows? Yeah. Although Jack Nicholson, I, he, I mean, he's right on the thin line between dramatic and comic actor. He does both quite well. So he, yeah, of course, true. that's why he's still quite effective in the, in the shining, but, uh, yeah, he never did stand-up comedy though, or a sitcom. So there's that. No, no, but Nicholson. I mean, he's the guy that's supposed to slowly go insane, but he's pretty much he's Jack. So yeah. <laughs> he's insane. For, that, I, that's why I kind of like the movie because he's never okay. I mean, he's, mm. he's he's crazy from the start. I mean, I guess Robin Williams would have been too, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you probably. would you say one hour photo would be? basically robin williams doing his his shining it's a little bit of a different vibe but <laughs> yeah but that's that's got that same kind of character arc to it you know right the one you wouldn't think flips out and kills flips out and kills oh and like like one hour photo um blonded williams kind of freaks me out a little bit <laughs> yeah you asked about his arms as popeye um in the notes um it uh this is one of the things that really disturbed me about the movie. Um, that's all uh, prosthetic, but they couldn't get it right. And so that's why he appears in so many coats initially. It's because they couldn't, arms weren't ready. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Of course, you can tell they're, they're, you know, like normal thin line in the coats, but what can you do? Yeah. No, <laughs> um, he, he didn't have them yet. It, okay, this movie never quite makes the decision. It, what, what's your Popeye? Is it navy blue and red, or I, or or sailor white? Oh gosh. Well, you know, I was familiar with Popeye as a black and white cartoon, um, so I would, yeah, I would go with the navy. Yeah, yeah, same here. I just say because I, I think I think they went to sailor white in the forties to make you know as a war effort sort of thing. Yeah, like make them look like our sailors a little more, right? <laughs> 
but yeah, I definitely prefer his. Because um, yeah, the, in the original comic strip, uh, what, what what's the name? Do you remember the name of the original comic strip? It's completely Popeye different. No, uh, I thought it was Popeye the Sailor. Um, no, no, no. The original comic strip is a very different title. Because Popeye, the, the comic strip went on for like a really long time before Popeye even shows up. I don't know a lot about it. I I do know that however he looks on the can of spinach is what Popeye should look like. Oh, in the poster they put Sailor White Popeye. Huh, interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um, the 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 thirtieth or fortieth anniversary, something like that, um, came around uh, a couple of years ago, and um, they released this Blu-ray. It was like the anniversary edition. There's basically nothing on it. Like it's just a step above um, the DVD that has been out, and the cover terrible with that that can. I mean. I just, I, I still don't think, I like the idea that people have come around to this movie, but I don't think um, the studio was a paramount. Um, I don't think, I don't think they want to sink that much into doing a restoration. Oh, here we go. Um, Thimble Theater was in its 10th year when Popeye made his debut in January, 1929. And the, oh. the, the cartoon started like shortly after that. But okay. yeah, that's the, the thing with, um, it was like a Bluto was there. Olive oil was there. Uh, Wimpy mm -hmm. was there. All these characters had been there for years. And then Popeye showed up and like within a few weeks, he was like, it was his comic strip. <laughs> so that's, that's right in and take it over Popeye. That's kind of how this movie meta does it. Cause clearly this town has been rolling like this for a really long time when Popeye shows up. So I actually like when you know more about the comic strip, now the movie's choices make a lot more sense as well. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice just to watch it and be able to enjoy it, and not have to know all those things. You know, um, I I do enjoy the story as it is. Some people say it has no story, but I, you know, it it actually does have a story with the with all the the the, the city is a town rather that he ends up in um, has got a real problem with being overtaxed. The guy taxes people for picking their nose and pretty much everything. The uh, the commodore, right. Oh, I was just letting you go because it was kind of like a good plot description. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I think I missed I missed that earlier. But um, yeah, that's kind of the plot. And so, you know, Popeye obviously doesn't dig that. And so he becomes kind of the hero of the people. Well, at the same time, he's on a search for his father, which is the other, you know, the B plot sort of or the A plot. I, actually, I kind of felt that's A plot and the taxing was the B plot. <laughs> yeah, no, it is true. He's looking for his pappy. That's where it is Altmany, though. There is it's it's a little, you know, what's what's the main story? What's the next story? Mm -hmm. Like life, man. They're, you know, they're yeah. kind of like mixed up and entangled, right? <laughs> he wants to keep things in motion, and um, that's one of Altman's gifts. When it happened in Nashville, people loved it. When it happens in Popeye and people have weird prosthetic arms, people are not so into it. <laughs> so for some reason, <laughs> it's the arm they can't get past. Uh, but is I love it now. Um, I really love, I do love the music and, uh, some of the songs really make me cry. Um, I listen to the soundtrack more often than I watch the movie, but this, I think because the movie is kind of so long, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, this is what I, I said, I was about to start talking to you before we started recording. I was like, I should say in the podcast, um, it's been a busy week. My daughter's like graduated from elementary school. So I sort of had to cram the film in. So uh -huh. I put it at like 2.5 speed. It's much better at 2.5 speed because now it seems like a manic cartoon. 
how are those big fight scenes though and all those acrobats and stuff and all those it's like a fleischer cartoon even okay. more so i actually weirdly recommend speeding this one up a touch it, huh. like because I, I was like I, I was like this really seems right and i slowed it back down and i was like now it seems like it's dragging so it, it picks up oh, more sure. of the manic energy of the cartoons when you speed it up a bit yeah over <laughs> so. a crank camera or whatever well i i uh I, I might do that. Does, so, so are you hearing the sound? I mean, did, how, yeah, how yeah, much yeah. more difficult um, was just it to, to understand Popeye? Well, you can't understand them anyway. I did turn on the <laughs> subtitles, but yeah, I had the sound on. You could still understand them. I mean, you can never understand Popeye, so it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that was kind of the intent. I, I thought Robin Williams totally nailed that. He he was a good choice, I, I think. Um, you know, as far as the scene goes, I mean, they did everything at Malta. They including recording the soundtrack i mean they nilson was there you know they had some bad weather and so he had a lot of extra time to work on it and <laughs> um um you know robin williams had to learn to do everything i mean he had to have fight training he, he was so green um when he started with popeye and so obviously singing wasn't wasn't a thing at all and so um you know they pretty much they learned and for better or worse i just feel like the the off-key kind of nature of what they're doing the kind of not super polished i mean it goes along with the the way that the city looks popeye oh, village yeah. i mean they they literally had to come to the people that were building it and take their rulers and everything away and go like no this thing has to look wacky man it, it's a cartoon village this is not you know you building a bunch of houses and stuff so oh i mean I we should point out along. It's, it's still there people go there and have like weddings oh, they have popeye weddings and stuff god <laughs> i am now I'm a fan of Popeye, but I am obsessed with Popeye Village. <laughs> I mean, I've read so many articles, watched so many videos. I mean, the fact that that's still there, I'm obsessed with really any like existing props, big props that were just left where the movie was made. Like that's a minor obsession of mine too. But Malta, I would actually, I'm, I've never been that interested in travel, but if I had a destination. I probably would go want to go to Popeye Village in Malta. I really yeah, yeah. would. There's other cool stuff in Malta too, by the it way. It would but... freak me out to see it. Yeah, yeah. And they get married there. No, I just think it's funny at the people at Popeye themed weddings. Like my, my dad's pretty obsessed with Popeye. He's in the Navy, right? You know, village people style, all that. Um, yeah. I do remember uh, junior high school, we had a trip to New York City and in the like Times Square FAO Schwartz, they had the uh, Navy blue Popeye figures so i was like oh that's a souvenir mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's what i brought them back from new york city nothing cool. specifically new york <laughs> yeah no i mean that's i mean tell me the last time you read an fao schwartz you know so <laughs> i'll tell you the last time as a toys r us like a couple weeks ago yeah, still have them been... still no i know yeah, they we... still have <laughs> still have them here yeah actually i didn't go in but i drove past when it was open so <laughs> yep and uh the the toy aisles in the department stores are just really sorry most of the year mm. oh yeah oh yeah there's no tour emporium for people anywhere in the states it's too bad okay no it's it's just and i think it shows mm. <laughs> that we don't have them what this i don't know if you know the answer to this but uh it really you saw in my notes and it came to my mind when i saw pappy's ship is that needs to be a lego set oh yeah <laughs> one of no, those I, you know i got one of the like big bang theory living room they make stuff like that so no no the the movie doesn't 
it yeah it just doesn't have the fandom around it and the the, the respect around it as a movie you know they um they they really badly wanted to make annie wasn't it that's the story um something like that what, what year did annie actually come out was that 82 a couple of years later i yeah but it was there was kind of a bidding war between the studios of who was going to be making annie and robert evans over there at paramount did not win the rights and he was super mad and so they would literally started going through the everything that would be remotely like annie that they had the rights to and that's where they landed on popeye Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Evans, he was on his was was he on that's like one of the biggest Hollywood roller coaster guys. Yeah. <laughs> Where was he at this point in time? I mean, he was on top, man. I mean, okay. he was big shot, right? Yeah. Because he also, I know, had some extremely screwed up periods. <laughs> he did, but I mean he was riding high off of Godfather, you know, things like that, Rosemary's baby. I mean, he yeah. was the man. This Come actually this I guess this movie's kind of what kicked him in the nuts a bit. <laughs> I mean, it's not one that, yeah, I mean, it, uh, but the, I feel like the reasons behind doing it were just kind of spiteful and that is not a good like karma to start off a production with, you know? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> so I feel like it just was doomed a bit, unfortunately. But with that in mind, what, what came out was pretty good. Like, like I said, especially once I, I watched the second, I, I watched the first half and pro probably a little more in the first half at normal speed. And then I was like, oh crap, I, I need a compressed time. And I was like, this is a little, just like I said, it's like, it's actually better. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like how Altman populated it with interesting people. Like, I think yeah. everyone on screen that's not one of the principal actors is some sort of like juggler or contortionist or acrobat you know, somebody that does something interesting or some interesting with their bodies. Yeah. Oh, just to let people know, I was using, I don't think you can do it on your Windows media player because I was watching on my computer. Um, uh, VLC media player will allow you to speed and slow down your 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 files. So, okay. And you, I do it on YouTube also. I, I just said a few weeks ago, like I had to do the same thing with Caligari. And uh, I was like, uh, if you've seen that, Especially the subtitles, the um, intertitles are just ridiculously so, slow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I was watching, I was watching the Kino one, so it was at the correct frame rate. So when you speed it up, it just looks like what you think a silent movie looks like anyway. And mm -hmm. you're not waiting so long for all those because yeah, yeah. Mark was like, like, why are these titles still on the screen? Because he was watching at <laughs> <a> normal speed. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's cool. I have VLC, but I hardly ever use it. It's good to know that that would do it because that's why I asked how did how were you able to hear the sound because anything I think of that could play it at you know double speed or whatever is not going to give you the audio. No, it had the sound and you could um, turn on the subtitles as well. But like I said, except for um, you know Popeye and Pluto, you you could actually still understand everyone. So. Oh, and Ray <laughs> Walston. I forgot he was in this movie. You can't understand him either. Although that, those are like your three main characters you can't understand, but maybe that's one of the i mean you can't in the cartoon either so whatever no that was i liked it you know i mean it's those little kind of touches i'm a i'm a, i mean I, I would consider myself a fan of robert altman i mean there's periods of of altman where i kind of dip out but um definitely around this time uh that whole decade um most of the films i love by him come out of this period and uh that includes popeye for me yeah yeah um i had something. That's a great thing about doing a Popeye podcast. When you you realize you forgot what you're going to say, you can just start doing that. 
Yeah, the muttering makes me laugh. I mean, that's <laughs> probably one of my top, like, top five favorite things about Popeye is just the muttering. It's just funny to me. Oh, you might have seen this in my notes too, but um, and I have to specify '70s version. But the 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 movie kind of does a similar thing to this that I do like the music for is that uh the '70s Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Those songs are cool. <laughs> yeah, mean, no, again, these the... these aren't the worst, but they're not. What except um, olive oil songs a bit of a standard I guess now but uh, you know the rest of them are kind of take it or leave it he needs me uh, I feel like that's actually become a standard of some kind people cover it and stuff God it's beautiful um, that's one of the ones that really kind of gets to me um, yeah. definitely when Popeye um, has that picture of his father there and he kind of puts it up when he gets his room um, mm. that's like the last thing he looks at I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I just thought the the picture was hysterical, so I was laughing I mean, it, at it. <laughs> it is. But a, I was touched by a tender moment. <laughs> oh, but Bluto fighting the octopus. Uh, yeah, I remember that disturbed the crap out of me as a kid. I was just like, God, this is like, I could, you know, in a cartoon, who would care? But when it's live action, you go, like, that's right. That's something not right. Something akin to Uncanny Valley, I think, was happening with me. Oh, well, yeah, when, when Olive Oil is like, um, oh, getting fresh with me. I'm like, whoa, that's that's a whole fetish there. <laughs> oh, tentacle. <laughs> I never even thought of that. You're really kind of messing certain aspects of this movie up for me. Sorry. Um, First they go to hell and then they go to hentai or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, my note here is this climax is basically the Goonies on LSD. Though my note after is I bet cast members of the Goonies were more likely on LSD, but... <laughs> <laughs> we know one for sure yeah but uh it did it definitely i mean i know goonies is a few years later and whatever but uh yeah it just made me think of that a bit i guess because they're in the uh you know like stone grotto where they clearly are spent too much money of their budget yeah and there was a whole monster that um you know that doesn't get shown i didn't see the goonies till last summer summer of 2022 uh, 2021 mm. i'd never seen it um but I remember at the end being very confused because uh, one of the kids is going like the octopus was really scary. And I'm like, what octopus? And now he's just lying. I mean, why would he, that was needless for him to say that. And, no, now, and then, now he's on LSD. <laughs> right. But then I get home and I like realize that, yeah, there was actually an octopus special effect made. And I was like, that would have freaked me out. But yeah, we, there, we, then again, you have water, the pirate ship. We also watched that last summer because, like I said, my daughter was like, I want to see some scary movies. And at first we were trying to keep it reasonable. So we put on like the Goonies and um, the Adams Family movies. And, and that's that's when we, we by fall, I was like, fucking when we put on The Shining and Alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you told me that story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked me that next several time. times. I, Just... I know all the kid friendly horror. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more of it was made in the last 10 years well no the thing is she 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 really did want legit horror i mean like you and i did when we were 12 right oh yeah <laughs> it was like disney's haunted mansion great because it i mean it has uh, zombies in it you know no she she i think she wanted the level of horror we did when we were 12 so <laughs> have fun so with like, that oh god like okay we, i was <laughs> yeah I, I God, the list of what I should not have been watching is just longer than one could go into. What did I? Oh, I, I, the only one I, I I did I just edited the the naked lady in the uh, bathtub, and I, I think I just said like, "Hey, what's that?" for the uh, famous furry shot, <laughs> like to the wall over there. 
hey what's uh, that just look away for a moment <laughs> that's yeah. not looking the furry shot well poi poi poor uh black um what was it scatman crothers he travels a whole movie to help the white people and then as soon as he gets there they just well i just it, again i've said it on podcasts before but that's actually I, I think that's now one of my favorite film viewing experiences ever because when we watched in the fall when when he eats it with the eats the axe um my wife you know screamed in terror and then and hannah started laughing <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was funnier now <laughs> that again he just went on this giant voyage to save them and instantly gets right i mean it's darkly humorous that, that maybe yeah. that was why it was done who knows but uh that's I, always what i when i see shining i'm like mr Halloran, please just don't <laughs> just this time just this time just hang out with your 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 naked lady posters in your nice florida home and so great right <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so that again i feel like people are i don't know why just so i guess this has some modern sensibilities though it doesn't quite have all the modern you know like fx tricks but no it's like like I mean, it wasn't until probably the Avengers that anyone really was like, hey, let's actually make the movie look like the comic book, right? No, it's this, true. Um, this did it 30 years earlier. That's a good point because, that again, Dick Tracy was one of the times where they tried to do that. We didn't really have a magic formula for our comic-based movies because uh, the effects capabilities weren't there yet. And so that's why a lot of times things were like redesigned completely. I will not get into masters of the universe, but that was a huge disappointment for me as a kid. I'm like, why couldn't you just make, you can make a toy look like this. Why can't you just make it bigger and stick it on a guy? What, but you know, they, but I think there was this general feeling of we're movies. So we're better, you know, these can't look like a comic because that's some lower form of art. Um, But yeah, you're absolutely right. It wasn't really until Marvel, that there that became and of course now it's like this there's a rule book to it you know um but uh it's it was neat to see i mean go back through history it would be i would love to see a documentary and just like the the old attempts at making comic book movies because i feel like you and i were there for a lot of them like we really did sort of like seek that out yeah yeah um I, I, one i really i don't know how much you've seen of these you've probably seen a little bit those, those 40s like captain marvel and, the, and there's two batman serials and um, yeah. i think i think there's a superman no no captain marvel is a superman one yes. it's like those actually seem to try harder to they do, do like the comic book even though the, they had like you know nothing <laughs> no Which effects makes sense because it's all laid out for you so you can see how much like really like ego was involved like, I don't want to be replicating someone else's character design. I got to make it my own. 70s Shazam seemed to do it interestingly. That's a fascinating one. The TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, Wonder Woman looked pretty good. Um, they, they, their attempt at doing the Invisible Jet, I felt like, was very earnest. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until, like, the Hulk where he started just coming in like, oh, let's change his name, first of all. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> Bruce is a girly name. <laughs> it's almost like it lets him escape from the the, the trappings of the cannons like okay now we change his name this isn't the old one we can just make whatever cheapo stories we want so we don't have to worry about including any of those characters meanwhile that's now the, that's why the x-men franchise is interesting because it starts off with like all the you know black spandex or black leather excuse me that has nothing to do with the uh comic book though the year the movie came out they did briefly change the comic book to similar 
uniforms but um <laughs> but as the franchise goes on they get more into the you know what you would actually expect an x-men to be wearing <laughs> i know and if you've seen the doctor strange trailer professor x is in it oh you spoiled wait. me but i guess that's fine i feel like well, I saw the trailer. You, just, you hear his voice for like a moment but of course i go and look up his patrick stewart in it Oh, it was a Patrick Stewart. Okay. I was about to ask which which Professor X are we talking about here? It's peace stew, man. <laughs> I assume you're are you are you cranking through the Picard? Um, not really. I mean, I, I watched the first. I'm just I just can't keep the amount of trek that's out there now is just way too much for me. That's pretty much all I watch. Um, I will give um the, that season I like season one okay. But season two is like a lot better so far. Well, I'll give you the Facebook group invite from my friend, um, Adam, who started a Trek. He's got a Trek podcast. So he started the his uh, Facebook group to go with it. I was like, why are you inviting me to this, dude? Like, I, I enjoy it. But you know what I mean? I can't have the conversation about it. No, see, I was stressed. That's the thing I told you. I had to watch Popeye in a pinch, but I still had to watch a new Picard last night. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait for discovery till tonight. So right. <laughs> even though that's I get the finale, it. that's the finale. Right. And I'm like, no, I want to see the card first. So that, yeah, <laughs> I get it. And I, I really love the excitement that everyone still has for that. Yeah. So that's, that's, I guess my jam, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just, yeah, I feel like this and flash Gordon have become, have aged well like a wine you know or a guitar right you get a new guitar it's you know made out of it sometimes is a little tinny give it 20 years and it sounds fantastic yeah say, yeah but i'm like um the, say a les paul never sounds the, the day the, the day a les paul sounds best is the day you're playing it you know <laughs> no don't i know i uh i, I feel yeah uh, but by comparison um Flash Gordon has gotten like a great Blu-ray treatment and 4K and all that stuff and the soundtrack. Meanwhile, Popeye just they won't. And it may maybe it's the studio. Maybe there's a boutique label that's like dying to do a real good anniversary edition of Popeye. But God, they might as well wait till fiftieth now. I've talked about a few times how you really couldn't make Flash Gordon now very easily. Could you make another Popeye without too much trouble? Is there too much uh, here that doesn't sit well? these days <laughs> i just don't i don't i don't know there's it, no ming the merciless so they can at least stay away from that <laughs> yeah it um oh god <laughs> how progressive i <laughs> i i uh, i don't know um it'd be almost like if they tried doing betty boop now who's which is way more racist um <laughs> they would have the, the idea of having the big head I just think people would, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing that they accepted Sonic Hedgehog because they seem poised to like hate it. But that movie is great. I didn't, I just learned like two days ago that the second one's about to come out. Mm -hmm. blew my mind. Yeah. And, and that there's a new Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Both those things I didn't know till like yesterday. Although oh, I did yeah. hear that I, I saw the, their new video. So I guess I, it wasn't too surprising, but I just assumed they did one song just to prove, yes, we have our old guitarist back. Well, there's two <laughs> out now. There's two singles out now. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Uh, talking about things that started about 1980. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Way to bring it around. Rightio. Sorry. Just trying to tie in the tangents a bit. That's, that's <laughs> great. You did great. Okay. That's I guess that's a good, Oh, I forgot my, well, I guess I don't need to do it with you, but, uh, 
I'm trying to pick up the new habit of asking people to give their their deets at the beginning and the end, but uh, you can do that now. <laughs> I'll just go and do it now. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, pleasure to speak about Popeye. Always love having a conversation about cult movies. Um, and here in Athens, Georgia, my friends and I make our own cult movies. And our name is Gonzorific, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. And you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok, <laughs> and um, gonzorific.com. Uh, you can buy physical copies of our movies. And uh, we will be appearing at Oconee County's Fan Fest event on April the 2nd. Um, we will there, we'll have a booth there along with other artists and DIY folks from Athens, Georgia and surrounding counties. And we will be having a screening of uh, Gonzorific movies. And I have to somehow put together a program because it's a public library of uh, family friendly, <laughs> non-offensive <laughs> material. So that is what I'm currently trying to figure out. And uh, our film, our next uh, movie coming out is called Jugsaw. You'll know the cover when you see it. <laughs> and uh so that uh, that's all kind of in the works right now. Let's see. Ah, oh, bad news. You already had it. It's April 9th now. Oh, well. <laughs> Today is April 9th. Oh, that's fine. So you, how, how was the festival? What movies was did great, you show? Man. Yeah, it was wonderful. I just showed um, uh, Got the Time, Day the Earth Went Bald. Right. Okay. Those are the only family. Even those aren't quite family friendly, though, are they? <laughs> No, I mean, these kids are sticking guns in their faces. Speaking of those 12-year-olds watching movies they shouldn't be watching. God, we're making our own as well. And like, I mean, at least we're inside. <laughs> no, you weren't always inside. We were throwing, true. We were throwing dummies of myself off of the balconies. True. We were hanging out those. and hanging out in the, the shed way in back that probably wasn't particularly, you know, probably had some set tetanus possibilities <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say haunted but definitely tetanus yeah um this is oral hygiene it's oral hygiene pod at twitter on facebook i don't know what that damn tiktok is um <laughs> we are under the patreon umbrella of podcastio podcastius where you will also find things like matt and luke's sci-fi sanctuary where you talk about sci-fi films time enough podcast where you talk about the twilight zone and you can hear some video game stuff. Uh, Luke loves Pokemon. You can guess what that's about. There's now the Game Game Show, which is a game show about games. <laughs> oh. So they ran out of Monster Hunter, so they had to come up with a new concept. Oh. So they have to wait for the next Monster Hunter game to come out, apparently. So <laughs> it's the you game. Do what game. you got to do, right? The Game Game Show for now. So. <laughs> So I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> oh, hey. Did you advance the film script? Are you on the final page? Well done.
Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm Muss. Welcome to Game Game Show, the game show about games. The unique podcast where four white men talk about video games. Look, Luke, when in doubt, don't go with me. <laughs> no, my thing is just like, uh, you usually do these quizzes, yes, no, yes, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, no one is that lazy. <laughs> We'll say like what ten seconds. That's probably usually long enough. Yeah, ten seconds. There we go. I mean, you're not going to time it, so it really doesn't matter. Does fucking it? will time it, me. I've got a, got it on my up on my tablet. You just... fucking dog. I'm the dog that point me with any more of slam. Imagine being tied with me. <laughs> <laughs> this round is called punching upwards. I'm going to name some video gaming celebrities who are much more famous than us and you're gonna tell me for what reason they were cancelled <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh, no i have no idea who they are uh, i feel like this will be a trend for all of these people Game Game Show is a comedy panel game show about video games. Find it wherever you get your pods by searching Game Game Show. Find us on Twitter at Game Game Show. Or find this podcast and others that me and my pals create by going to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius.